Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy's Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy's on Instagram at ziggies.stockton with locations in Stockton and Tracy. We are coming off of the holiday break where Ryan and I enjoyed some Kings game and enjoyed the holiday, but we're back again for episode 129 to talk about the Kings, and we're really excited to do so. Um, if you are looking for some of our past episodes or anything else Kingscast, you can always find those streaming on the Belief Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm bringing in my co-host today, as always, Ryan. It was good. What a do. What are the Kings, 13-8, and eight, Eric? Is that the, or 13-9, and nine, is that the record? Yeah, you put uh, me on the spot, but some, some, something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that, right? You know, all this winning, and I just keep losing, I lose track of that record. Uh, but no, nah, man, it, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since we did this, you know, the holidays and stuff. And then we were, you know, I was sick and uh, had a traumatic event last week. I chopped off the tip of my finger and they had to sew it back on. So that's always fucking fun. Uh, but I'm excited to be here. Kings are freaking winning. I went to. Uh, the game Sunday afternoon against the Bulls. Holy shit, I blanked for a minute on who they were playing. Uh, against the Bulls, they handled them. Like it, it was a complete, uh, it was a pretty complete game. A lot of fun. The atmosphere was absolutely insane. Uh, I got hooked up by the uh, the ticket rep. Got those Rush Club tickets underneath the stadium. You know, underneath the bleachers, we walk through the tunnel and all you can drink, all you can eat. Uh, you know, walking out there and on the court pretty much. It was fucking awesome, man. I'm I'm just I'm I'm really happy, dude. I've been checking the schedule every day when I get off work, hoping the Kings game pops up. And uh, it's just a lot of fun right now, man. This is, you know, Kings are actually winning. They haven't this is the best record that they've had since 2005, 2006. I was in fuck, 2000, 2006, I was 12. I'm 30 years old, you know, like that's a, it's a fucking long time, man. So I, I couldn't be happier right now, man. I'm having a great time and I'm drinking an old fashioned. Damn. I, I, I was looking forward to coming and recording. I, I've really, it's been a bummer. We have we didn't get to record. I, I know it was the holiday. Like you mentioned all the reasonings and we, we definitely do. This is the first time we've ever had a, something like this in the season. It was a real bummer because the Kings are on the win streak and, um, it's not like we ain't been in it. I mean, I went to, uh, I think, the week of Thanksgiving where they're on that homestand. I went to three games just that week alone. I, we've been going to a bunch of games. We've been up in it. Kingsland's hopping. And it's been killing me that it just didn't work out that we get to get on here and get the voices out. And I was kind of hoping that w- uh, we would get on and that they had a couple, that strung a couple wins together because they, they came off that massive win streak. Right, longest wing streak maybe they really set them apart. Which you're right, thirteen and nine going into the evening, 
two games back of the first seed. They've looked good against a lot of different opponents. We could talk about that, talk about some upcoming opponents. But I was really hoping, because they, they took the little dip, which is expected, and I was really hoping that by the time we got back on, they strung a couple wins together, and they've done so. You talked about the game most recently uh, with the with the Bulls. That was a good one. They, the, the Clippers, the Pacers on the three-game win streak. That, Clipper, that Pacers game, we can talk about it a little bit because we won a lot of money on that, and I was real excited to... To watch that game, that was a real beat down, uh, shit show when it when it came to beating the Pacers. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to get back and talk. On, I, you know, we always have a thing, all right, in here, Ryan, right, about how Kingsland and Kings Cast is always better when the Kings are winning, and especially like you said, it's been since we were you were a little ass baby ass kid. You know what I mean? Hair wasn't even on the balls yet last time the Kings were well, winning. Well, here you are, little, little little baby bitch boy. You know, back yeah. in those days, and yeah, here you are. Sure. Talking about betting, talking about money, got the bet online read today, Ryan. Bet, basketball is back, and bet online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at bet online. And as a continued source for all sports wagering information, bet online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. The most important part, Ryan, head to betonline.ag to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit and use the promo code BLEAV to receive those rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Big thread last week, Ryan. Big thread on the Kingsland game thread. And I was taught it was the Pacers game. And I put, I put, I bet fucking everything. I bet money, tons of money. You know, I, I was being hyperbolic, but I was like, I bet a shit ton of money on this game. I did. It was, it was a decent amount, but I bet money on it. And someone, someone's like, well, how much, bro? Like, you know, wants to know how my, my, my bank account roll, like how much, like, okay. I'm just on Facebook. You're going to list out how much money I have. But like, I, I made the joke. I go, let me, let me, let me put it this way. My brother, if I lose this game, the kids ain't getting presents. You know, <laughs> I didn't have kids. I didn't even have kids, but it was hilarious. I was like, the kids ain't getting presents this year. You know, the wife's going to get that one of those IOU, uh, you know, flip cards where it's like a bunch of bullshit around the house because I didn't get her a present. Uh, fortunately, Eric, the Eric, Eric will rub Eric will rub your feet anytime yeah. you want. D- yeah, three times dishes, card, you know, cat litter <laughs> taken out on command, like some bullshit like that. Because I I blew the money on the bets. Fortunately, the Kings been winning. I've won a lot of money on the Kings. Uh, I'm happy to talk about some of those bets as we get into it. But in the thread though, people ask me, well, how do you bet? How do you bet? How do you bet? Look it, I I'm not gonna sit here and go into all that. But what I'm gonna tell you is, if you want to bet. Okay, if you're if you're if you're if you're sitting around Sacktown and you want to bet, go to betonline.ag. It's legit. I told you I was watching the Andrew Schultz special not too long ago. Just came out. Big t- big presented by BetOnline. It's right there. It's it's happening. If you want to get into sports betting, go to BetOnline. Create your account. Use the promo code. Get in there. Get some action on the games. Get a little sweaty with us and get down. My only thing is I'm going to tell you is. Pay attention, Ryan. This is, we always tell people this before they start betting. Don't just go in there and just start throwing money on things. Take your time. YouTube is a good resource. Go on YouTube and educate yourself a little bit on kind of what this plus minus shit means, what the odds mean. Educate yourself on what kind of bets are so you're not going out there irresponsibly, but have a little fun. Go to bed online. Get a little sweaty. Get with the game. Hey, Ryan, before we get into some of the stuff, because we got a jam-packed episode, I do have a player for you. Um and so, if you're new to the if you're new to the podcast, this is where we break in some of our conversation to give Ryan uh, a quiz on players of our childhood and see if Ryan can guess them based on their bias. So here's your player this week, Ryan. He is a and and let me get through it. 
I think you were going to know this one, but then sometimes I'm like, I don't know, maybe it's too tricky. I try to give you ones you can get, but aren't too hard. Okay, let me get through it. He's from Texas. All right, so you know we're Texas Longhorns fans. So I'm like, this is why I'm kind of like, man. Oh, uh, dude, didn't. you put you put me on the spot yeah, saying yeah. I'm a Texas fan. Oh, Ryan, Ryan, our Texas Longhorns fan. So he's, he's from I think, Texas. I think I already know who it is. I already know you. <laughs> 2000 NBA draft, drafted by the Chicago Bulls, but he didn't play for the Bulls. Here's his team. 2003 uh, Cavs, 03-04, Celtics, 04-09, Lakers, NBA all, rookie second team in 01. And average 7.5, 5.3 on the points of rebounds. Do you know who it is? Chris Mim. Chris Mim. <laughs> yeah, I knew. <laughs> I just know, like, it's just so funny because uh, backstory, right? For people who haven't listened, me and Eric are brothers. Okay. Uh, we grew up, we shared a room, okay, from when we were like literally born until Eric was probably a, I don't know, what do you think, Eric Jr. in high school? You're probably like 16, 17, yeah. Yeah. Like, I know Eric's thought process when it comes to this shit. So like you guys probably listen, you're like, holy shit, this guy gets random stuff all the time. Like me and Eric used to stay up at night and do trivia on players. Exactly. Pretty much the game we're playing on the podcast is what we used to do at night. So um, that's how come I knew when Eric, the second Eric said Texas, I'm like, all right, who's a fucking random Texas fan that played in the NBA for some years. So well, uh, here's it's just, here's- it's just funny, man. Chris Mim, dude. Here's one I got too, Ryan, which is I, I didn't even I do it like subconsciously, but I think I need to have more strategy going to the game. You've proven your worth. You're about 85, 90 percent with these. And I, I noticed no, that a little high, a little higher than that, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, you're you, I get you one out of every 10. That'd be 90 roughly. But nevertheless, OK, I, I, I always default to random 2000s white NBA players, I think. And I think <laughs> that's, that's true. It's true. <laughs> so far, hey, so far, you've given me shit. I think we had like, all right, so Chris, Chris Mim. Um, I think we had Pat Garrity. We had Jason Capono. Like, <laughs> yeah, just just random two thousands white players. Because I'm like, who's the, the most random? Well, here's the thing. I someone posted Gray Ghoster tag on Twitter the other day and how loppy he looked. And it's like, oh, the most the most random player you could think of. I think I always just go to like random white bench players. And I think for people listening that maybe didn't follow the NBA that closely at that time or are just young on the younger side, maybe more in the early 20s, mid 20s that just don't necessarily remember the year 2000 like that. <laughs> I don't know how old they would have been. Probably not old at all. They're probably like, who the fuck? <laughs> but like you said, it's to us. It's it's, it's not, you know, who's so. So another white person that you've given me, Rasha Nostarevich. We had that one. Yeah. Who's a random. Let me let me ask you this just to see who's a who's a random white person just off the top of the head of somebody we haven't mentioned today. Just just give me your most random white guy that first comes to your head. Well, the most random white guy that uh, comes to my head right off the top. I don't know. You put me on the spot. I always think of things like this. Uh what was his name? Uh, Mark Mark Madsen. Is that right? Mark Madsen. Mark Madsen. Yeah, yeah. Mark Madsen. Pacer, that, Pacers, right? Pacers. So yeah, uh, Jeff Foster. Pacers. Uh, forward. Jeff Foster's Pacers. He, he had a great O four C like O four series, uh, where he was stand, uh, with, against the Pacers. To, yeah, when oh, against the Pistons. Jermaine, when he's next to Jermaine O'Neal, like Jeff Foster, random ass. Uh, uh, that's uh, funny. It's it's funny. Hey, before we get into some of the Kings talk, Ryan, uh, I know I keep saying that, but I I do want to give a shout out because. Um, we always uh, here's something I'm gonna tell you. I have no clue who the fuck listens to Kings Cast. Do you, do you, you know what I mean? You, I know you don't either. I don't, I don't know tell one person. I don't tell anybody about this. 
I don't talk to my friends. I don't like go up to people and tell people I have a podcast. We go to so many Kings games. I don't even advertise. I don't. I don't. I just we just do it. Honestly, 90% of the reason to do this is because we just enjoy talking about the Kings and putting it out there. And I don't know who listens to, to, to the podcast. And it's always amazing to me when people, you know, comment on our stuff, message us, leave us five-star reviews. That, that, that to, to me, that's crazy. When we get these five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts from people we don't know, and it kind of feels good, Ryan. And that's why I always bring the end of the, the show. I always say, you know, slide down to support us because it does help us reach more Kings fans. We're I think we're one of the few podcasts out there that is just we're not trying to be journalists. This isn't our profession. We just do this strictly for the passion. I think everybody else does it because this is what they want to do professionally. And that's not what we do. And so I, I really want to give a shout out to Vignesh, Ryan. Uh, he Spotify wrapped came out this year. And we got tagged on there and it was his number one podcast. It's like almost 2000 minutes, which is, I, I, I'm going to guess that's probably all we do one episode a week. Generally, that's probably all of our podcasts from last year. And so I, I just know Vignesh from kind of online interactions and I appreciate him. I want to put it on the podcast. I appreciate him. Come on to say that. And at some point, I think we need to make the effort to, to, to get, to get some people on the show and, and, and let them have the opportunity because I think that'd be real cool to do so. But I want to give them a special shout out on the show because I always say I'll give you the shout out and do so. But we appreciate anybody listening to the Kings cast because there are a lot of people. I don't know the fuck you are. Feel free to comment on us. Feel free to leave the five star review. But shout out to you, Vignesh. Yeah, man. Vignesh is the man, dude. You know, our we were his most listened podcast on Spotify this year, man. Like that's that's fucking crazy, dude. Right. It's so crazy that I literally I mean, I, Eric, I think I told you about this. I literally sent Vignesh tickets to the Kings game. Literally, oh, yeah, just did, like you, you, know, you did. You didn't tell me you did. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's hard for me to go to games during the week, and I go to so many games already. Uh, I do give a lot of tickets away. Like I, 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 and if I don't just give them away, I give them away for super cheap um, to people that I think deserve it. Right? Like that's that's part of you know tickets are already paid for. I like doing that kind of stuff for fans and and for people that I know. Uh, Vignesh literally, dude, honestly, man, I don't know how the fuck you listen to me for, I think it was 1260 minutes last year is what he posted on his, on his Twitter of how, how much time listened to us. Uh, that's fucking crazy, dude. So much instantly when I saw, I was like, you know what? I'm giving this fucking guy tickets, uh, hit him up on Twitter, dude. Uh, let him pick what game he's going to, he's going to go to. So, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't be happier, man. That's, that's fucking awesome i wasn't gonna go to the game anyway it was gonna be some random person sitting in my seats i'd rather be somebody who supports us and uh yeah man i'm i'm super super pumped for him so the only thing vignesh i know you're gonna listen to this man just don't get in a fight in my seats lupe sits at the top she's the uh she's the usher over there i guarantee you she'll let me know if you start fighting in my seats bro and then you know like hmm. You might never get seats again. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's, but yeah, I just wanted to get a recognize that and, and honestly just put it out there because people are listening. And I don't know who listens to this. I mean, we're on a network. We got, you know, and, and we don't run out on braggy or care. We just is strictly for fun and the passion. But we have done this in a couple years now and we did get picked up on a network and people do listen to us. I don't know who the fuck listens to us. I don't know. I mean, you know, my, my wife just makes fun of it. She's like, you going to go do the Kang's cast tonight? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah dude, I'm so. going to go me do too. it. Well, you know, hey, people give me five-star reviews, so whatever. Dude. But anyway, digress, Ryan. Kang's talk. That's really what it's about. And we've, we haven't talked for a minute. I don't even know where to start. I'm kind of like, 
since we last recorded, people know what it is. The beam took over. I was I was about like initially when I first saw it, I didn't call it a beam. I called it a laser. That's what I thought it was, but the beam really sold it. Uh, that kind of took off real quickly and got a life of its own. That's happened. The Kings went on a massive win streak. Uh, they have really hung in there and beat good teams. Um, Malik Monk has looked like a dude. Uh, Sabonis is the, back in business. I mean, there's just a lot going on. Rashawn Holmes is on the bench. He doesn't play. There's like a lot, so many storylines. It's like, we're going to go into them. It's not Christmas yet, though. And that's why I want to start off, Ryan, because we're going to get probably really excited. And, you know, our early episodes of this season, that's something we talked about. We we were we're always the type to be cautious. Like we we small we don't we don't overreact in small sample sizes. That's kind of what we've had to preach the last couple of years. Don't overreact in small sample sizes. Don't make conclusions based on outlier situations. It's been our thing. But we were kind of reluctantly, but and trying to be hold back, but we were kind of excited going into the year, and you can kind of see it. And but we always say it doesn't it doesn't happen until after Christmas. So I I don't want to get over the optimistic, but I I'm going to be because I think there's good reason to do so. I I think that this like we always say barring injury, but I'm not going to say that because that's a given, right? The, I can't really see this team has shown you what they are. They kind of have shown you what they are. I don't really see it. I don't really see it changing too much now. Now it a lot of things can happen throughout the season. I think the standings will sort themselves out and some teams will really sort themselves out. I think the Western conference particularly, which we'll have to get into the standings being so close like this is, I don't think that's how it's going to be, but I think it's okay. Even though it's not Christmas, even though it kind of breaks our rules, I think it's okay to, to go into it. But I, I really think this, this road trip coming up is going to be the true test. And if they can, you know, if they can come out of this like around 500 and do some, that's that's a good sign for the season. So I don't know where you want to start off the episode with the Kings talk. I don't really know where to take it, but I, I want to throw something at you and see what you want to say. Well, let, let's let's talk about tomorrow. I, I think it's a good. Everybody knows what's happened so far, right? Everybody's been ta- paying attention. Kingsland's been fucking popping. Social media's been popping. Uh, the national media's been popping on the Kings. Um, everybody's pretty pretty up to date with what's going on. Uh, but tomorrow it, it's a test, man. It, tomorrow will let us know uh, a lot. The the Milwaukee Bucks. First off, we're going on the road. Okay, the Milwaukee Bucks are big as shit. Okay, what is one thing about Sacramento? Their whole thing this whole year has been size, right? Is Sabonis a true center? Uh, you know the the wing depth, all this kind of stuff. <clears throat> we're playing Brooke Lopez, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, Chris Middleton, that's fucking size, man. If Sacramento comes out tomorrow, okay, uh, and I'm with you. I, I think that so far their their success so far, I think they'll be able to sustain that throughout the rest of the season. But if they can come out tomorrow and they can compete with Milwaukee, if everybody plays right, if Giannis plays, if Brook Lopez plays, if Middleton plays, all this stuff, and they can come out and compete, and 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 they can, you know keep it close or even win that's going to be fucking huge man because one of the t- you know you look at uh you know you look at team of the kings and yeah they're beating teams that they're supposed to beat but can you beat those you know can you take it to the next level and hang with those teams above your your echelon so um i've had this game circled on on the calendar for a couple weeks now and i'm super super excited uh tomorrow's my anniversary guess what babe we're watching the fucking Kings Bucks, you know, like, and we're betting, and we're betting the over, and and we're betting, you know, but 
uh, Milwaukee is is the type of team that I think is Sacramento's kryptonite and kind of what has been Sacramento's kryptonite in the past. If you want to be a legitimate contender, okay, which, you know, Sacramento, I think they have the eyes on that this year. I don't think it's two, three years down the road for them. You know, if you want to be a five seed or higher in the West, you got to come to Milwaukee tomorrow night on a few days rest and you got to fucking take care of business, dude. I am so pumped for tomorrow, man. I, I can't even, that's why I took it this direction. I, I, I want to see what they can do against the best, man. I think Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in the NBA um, right now. And I, and I want to see how they match up against that. I, I I like that you went that way. I think, though, that even tomorrow, it's just one game, though. I think, and it's a tough game, and it's on the road. If anything, it starts off the road. It starts off a road trip. So there's, they've, to, to, to quote uh, some Caddyshack lines, you know, they've got, that going for him, which which is nice, you know, <laughs> and 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 I think that, that that's, like, that's awesome. a that's, that's awesome. That, that, that's a good thing, and you know they they've handled some lengthy teams well. You know, I, I was like the Cavs the Cavs game that they had earlier in the season that they won. Um, so you know, I I think it's Milwaukee is maybe that team for me. Uh, with with the talent, and so I'm not gonna. I get what you're saying though. It's 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 a road trip like this where you have to compound. You know what? What six, seven games on the road, and a couple of them are tough. Raptors, another lengthy team in there. Lengthy. The, lengthy. the, the Sixers are the Sixers, um, and then when you sprinkle in teams, teams like the Knicks, the Cavs, those, those, those teams are are, are ones like you know because we we do a lot of betting. Like Knicks are one of those teams. Like a couple weeks ago, I, I want to say, oh, shit, I bet them. I don't remember who it was. Uh, big dogs they end up winning. So you know those are tough games. That's what they call trap games. Those are trap games. When you have a road trip like this and you have the Bucks, the Cavs, the Sixers, the Raptors, in between the Knicks, trap game. Pistons, last game of the, of the leg of the road trip. I'm betting. I'm all betting, dude. Last game of the leg. Last game of the road trip. <laughs> That's all funny. <laughs> uh, last game of the road of the road trip, dude. Trap games. So it's those ones that I'm concerned about. And then you you want to squeeze some other ones. Out. Like I said 500 right there. You know, a, a losing streak would, would, would be difficult. Damn, Eric. You know, this is what I'm talking about, though. You got to get over the hump. Look at this, okay? Uh, you know, if I was a betting man, which I am, I'd be them fucking lines every day. Milwaukee minus six and a half. That's heavy. That's heavy, and you know, for a for a team that Sacramento's number eight in the power rankings, right? That's heavy. That shows you right there how good how good and and how much people think of Milwaukee, man. That's what I'm talking about right there. Come out tomorrow and just fucking compete, dude. You got to compete against those teams. You can't come out and, uh, you know, like Boston, they competed for three quarters, but at the end of the day, they ended up getting their shit pushed in, right? You got to be able to compete. Hey, that's it. I love it. That's it, it dude, right? It's, it's the truth. They did get That was the one game, like, I was going to harp on, like, we don't do game breakdowns, but that was the one game where I was like, man, they got they got roughed up. Different that class. Game different class right there there there's you know everybody always says that there's levels to this shit right you can tell when you when you start playing those upper echelon teams there is levels right can sacramento stick in milwaukee for four quarters tomorrow that's what i want to fucking see man i'm pumped dude this is i, I keep saying it but i cannot wait so so we kind of okay so we know what we know what the expectations are we know what the task at hand was okay we got that so we talk about some players and trends that's what that's kind of what we've been good at right what's what we do over the over the years talk about players trends usage and roles and where we see them them happening so 
Um, I want to get out a couple things off my chest right away. Uh, where I, where I'm sitting right now, with some specific players. Okay, and I'll let you comment once I, once I go through. So number one, Keegan Murray not shooting as well as I thought, and 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 I I, you know, where King's cast was was wrong, where I was wrong is like I I was really like I said I'm not the overly optimistic guy, but when we went into we went into the season, Keegan Murray was coming off the off season where he was shooting threes wide open at a high rate. And then he started off the season doing so. So for me, I'm just like, dude, this guy, this guy's a spot up shooter, and he's as good as any spot up shooter on the team. That's kind of uh, digressed, you know. I guess is if that's the right word. And he has not done to that level. I'm hoping that changes, but he does. He is playing defense. I like where he's at. Sabonis, no surprise, that is what he is. I had high expectations for him this season. I saw he's he's shooting a season high in three point percentage, like thirty six percent. So that I was that was something I predicted. Um, Malik Monk, I'll save that one for last because that's why I want to get your take. Malik Monk's the one I'm going to get your take on. Uh, Harrison Barnes, that's one I have to apologize to the people on if you've been listening to. We went, I went real hard on Harrison Barnes. We both did, but we did leave the episode when we did go hard. I'm saying because earlier he had a, he had a rough start, and and for Harrison Barnes, we're like, you know what, like he's supposed to be this versatile fit anywhere player. We need to let's see it, you know, let's see it. Because we were like, if not, he needs to get traded. And, and I will say to this point, I have seen it. He he's fitting in the way you need it, and he's playing a role. So so things have shifted out, and obviously for the better because of the Kings' record. But Malik Monk, I want to I want to hit you with this one, Ryan, because this is something for years. Ryan and I have always, because we're fans of NBA and NBA past. That's where a lot of our we pull a lot of our takes because we've kind of seen patterns happen over time. Okay, and one thing we've always noticed is that there's there's always like. Uh, when you have some good teams out there, they always have that bench player who can kind of go out and sometimes match the match the high score on the team for the evening, you know. And, and we always felt that that was what the Kings were missing. Let's talk it in the last three or four year window, Ryan, when you didn't have that. People wanted Bogdanovich to be like that, but he really wasn't. He was like thirteen point guy. He was like more like fifteen point at most, you know. And and so. One guy we always pulled on was like the Utah Jazz the last couple of years. Utah Jazz got the number one seed not long ago, and and they did so. They have Jordan Clarkson on there getting buckets. You know, players like that, and, and we can reference a ton from our history. We always said we wanted that was the one of the Kings' problem when the stars starters, the uh, the the scorers weren't hitting when they weren't getting that uh that that high score for the game. You needed somebody else to step up and match the scoring. And unfortunately, Kings didn't have that. And I think that's one thing that's contributed. I, I don't have the stat pulled up, but I had seen that the Kings bench scoring. I don't know the stats. If, if you're following the Kings, you know me. I'm not a, like stats guru guy for you guys. But like, you know, their bench, their bench at last time I looked, I pulled it up here, 39.5 points, fifth the most of all teams. I don't know if that stat's accurate anymore. That was a couple days ago. I, I saved that. It, I think a lot of that contributes because Malik Monk, and also you have Terrence Davis, weird. He plays, he doesn't play, but he, he scores. And I'm, I'm on the bench players, but Malik Monk, I think people, that, that value right there, people are seeing it, is a guy we've always wanted. I'm finally happy the Kings got a random fucking bench guy who can go off and score. My long-winded explanation for that, Ryan. And I think he's become the fan favorite. I can't remember who we thought would be the fan favorite going into the year, but I feel like we might have picked him just because we kind of could foresee this. I'll be honest. I think I said Davion Mitchell. Mm. He was I, last I, year because he has a nickname. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Davion Mitchell. 
Uh, but Malik Monk, man, you know, one thing about Malik Monk that surprised me, okay? You know about the three-point shooting, okay? The fucking athleticism. Holy shit, man. That is one thing, you know, you follow him in college, you know, you see him times. Maybe he has a good game in the NBA. You see him on some ESPN highlights, all that stuff. Holy shit, this guy throws it down, man. That's something I didn't expect. He It's a different element, right? Um it's not just three-point shooting with that guy. It's playmaking. It's athleticism. It's, uh, you know, the other night, dude had like four or five steals. Uh, stats, you know, stat sheet stuff are right there. You know what I mean? Like the guy comes in and it's an immediate spark plug. He's as good as anybody when he's on. You know, when that guy's hot, he gets as hot as anybody um, that I've seen. And it's, you know, that's something that we've harped on over the last few years. You know, a couple years ago, was it two years ago, I think? me and you were really getting on this team about their bench. Their bench was Corey Joseph. You know, like that was what they were relying on off the bench. And it was like, holy shit, man. Like this is, you know, we need a guy, like you said, that can come in and match our top score at any point or any game, any time. And he's so valuable, man. So, so valuable. Um, And the best part about it, he's costing us like nothing. They got this dude on the best bargain for the next two years. Uh, so it, it was just a really good pull by Sacramento. Um, thank God that De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk uh, went to college together, man, because that is the only way possible that that guy would come to Sacramento in the midst of a 17-year playoff drought. Yeah, and not to be the cheesy guys, but it's like when, when you know, from the in the early 2000s when the Kings got good, like – they had they had these like court. I really do think the Kings are getting there, like and, and you know and it's a long season. Like I said, who knows what's gonna happen? I do think I, that's why, dude, Ryan. Those last two years have been tough to come on here. Not tough, but it's been tough to come on here as far as making like the opposing take. That's been we've had to be make the tough takes, but it was easy for us because we truly believed in that. And what I mean is, man, if you're following the Kings, you know there were people out there that and I that wanted to tank, man, and and. Just some of the bad moves people want to do reset, reset, reset. As people were preaching, and I'm gonna keep bringing it up as long as the Kings are doing well because I just felt we met that we met such opposition. The disrespect, dude, like I got from HDK people, blog writers, like whatever those big, you know, their blogs are. Someone literally told me I made a take, which now was right. It was like, oh, you, you have a podcast? Good luck, dude. That's what people used to tell me. Good luck with your podcast. And it's like, people wanted this team to tank. We believed in this team, man. And so I I, I do. I think this team is is solid. You know, I don't know what they are. I don't know if they're an eight seed, nine seed, 10 seed, if they're a fifth seed. Like, I don't know what they are. I don't know what they are. But I know that, I know that the, the floor is a lot higher than it's been. And I know I bet the motherfucking over, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to hit it because I'm up almost halfway there. So I know that much, and I'm excited by it. But, you know, there's always a couple core players that people rally behind. Or there was, like, Bobby Jackson back in the day or whomever. And, you know, yeah, you know, you kind of you kind of see you kind of see similar stuff ruined. And that's kind of the sign of a ascending team. You kind of got your core players. You kind of got the specialists. It's something that and I, I'm, I'm making a big deal about this, right? Because that's stuff we said. You got to have a specialist when you when you have a well-rounded roster, then you can kind of have the specialist in the shooter, the specialist in the on-ball defender, the guard defender, the big man uh, defender, the rebounder, the you know, the the wing shooter, right? The athletic random guy who can just kind of be inserted in your life. So you, we've been begging. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've been begging for that. So here's the thing, Casey Paul, I, I have a hard time commenting on it because I'm not really an advanced statistic guy. You know, I'm not, I'm not. And it's funny because it's like Casey Paul is supposed to be the on-ball defender, but I feel like DeMar DeRozan still fucking goes off and Zach Levine goes off and Devin Booker drops 50 on a Tuesday. Jason Tatum. And Jason Tatum goes off. So it's like, <laughs> well, that's why, that's why tomorrow is going to be so important with Milwaukee, man. That's why I've had this circled because this is a game where Casey Paul is going to play a lot, right? Um, you know, they, there can be the potential to roll out, you know, um, out there, Sabonis, Akpala, and Barnes. And honestly, maybe even Murray at some point, you know, like all four of those guys being on the court at the same time. And it might sound a little crazy, but just to match the length with Milwaukee, you know, you're going to see Casey Paula's uh, uh, value tomorrow. Can he hang with that? Right. Can can you you're like you said, you're supposed to be this on ball defender. You're supposed to be this length guy that gives us versatility of lineups and all this kind of crazy stuff tomorrow. That that's where that's where it comes out to play, right? Can the guy come in and hang with a team like Milwaukee, man? It's it's an interesting matchup for Sacramento, it, and it's something that plays into um, their deficiencies, right? Their said deficiencies, I should say. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's the roster. Though we talk, you know, we always talk, and I, I I'll bring some of the conversations we've had on the podcast, right? It's not that we're negative because I've. You know, that's not where we're at, man. We're not, we're not negative, dude. But it's, we, 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 I think when we look at the Kings roster, because we've done, we've had this, maybe we've had this mindset for so many years where we, when we look at the roster, we're always kind of looking like, what can they do to be, where's the weak link? Where's the movable assets? What can they do to get better? That's kind of how we've, we, we, when you're kind of a losing team for, you mentioned most of your life, okay, you kind of have developed a, a fan way of thinking that way. And that's how we think. So by, Doing that now when they're successful, it's not like a criticism or negative. And I, I there, I guess what I'm saying is December 15th coming. We're a week away. And I do think there's moves to be made. The Kings are paying Rashawn Holmes $12 million. He sits on the bench. I think Terrence Davis is a weird situation. I like Terrence Davis. I always have liked Terrence Davis. He's been on the roster. He doesn't make too much money. And he's athletic. And he, he plays well when he does play well. Um, so that, that's, what's kind of interesting about this team is that I don't know what, what they're going to do, but like they have their draft picks. They have a couple young players. I, I don't think the Kings are done making moves. I don't know what they are. And that's not what the episode today is to do is to sit and predict things like that. But I, I'm, I guess that's what gives me more, even more optimism and excitement too, is that like the Kings have some roster manipulation here to be had, you know, they, they have some roster manipulation to even go get more of those specialists. And that's what I think. If anything, to, to to talk about what I learned on this on this streak is like they they clearly score in high volume, and if team if a team's not ready or has the guys and dudes to either a match them in scoring or b lock them down or a combination of both, they're a tough team, and that's what makes them unique. And over the last couple of years, we always talk about versatility of lineups. That that's a big thing when you when you're not like the Warriors of peak, the Cavs of peak, the Miami Heat of back in the days peak the Lakers of a couple years ago peak, right? Where you roll out the same five, same dudes, same couple guys. We do our thing. Come and fucking beat our thing, right? That's a small outlier minority of the NBA. Most teams have to get there and, and claw their way there with versatility of lineups. 
And that's where I applaud the Kings roster this year. And I think it's where their success is coming from. They have a couple of core players that allow them to do different things. We mentioned on the last episode about Sabonis is one of the few guys. There's only about three to five guys in the NBA in the big man center position who can score, who can rebound and have offensive skills. There's only a few and they have one of them and they also have a very fast point guard. So it makes them, they're kind of like a, that's why I like, I like where they're at. When you look at some of these other teams in the mid tier, because they have this athleticism, this versatility, and they have a couple outlier things. And I'm excited about the potential to, like I said, manage some of the assets and get there, but we're going to have to wait our time. And and that's where I say when when things really happen after Christmas, which means after the new year and close to the trade deadline, you know, we'll see where they go. But until then, we're just going to have to keep watching these games and stretches. What do you like to judge games at? This is something KC, Ryan, on Kingsland always puts out. How do you, how do you judge a team? 20 games, 25 games. And then at, at this point of the season, how do you judge teams? Do you like four or five game stretches? Like what do you do? Week or two at a time? How do you like to look at things? Well, it, it, it comes like tomorrow. Uh, you know, I judge teams on how they handle that upper echelon of teams, right? Um I don't judge them on how they play bottom tier guys, right? I'm not going to judge you on how you play in Oklahoma City or how you play San Antonio. Um, you, you know, you said it um, that the season doesn't start till Christmas, right? We, we've come on here multiple times and say that season doesn't start till Christmas. Um, but it with a team like Sacramento and the position that they're in, where they've had multiple winning streaks, um, they've beaten some good teams. I start to judge Sacramento now on how are you going to play Milwaukee, right? Are you going to be able to hang with Milwaukee? Uh, they play, you know, people are going to hate on this, but uh, they play the Lakers on December 21st. How are you going to play the Lakers? Lakers have been playing. They're, they're one of the hotter teams in the NBA. Anthony Davis is prime Anthony Davis at this point. You know, how are you going to handle those big teams um, that have the star power? So um, that's pretty much for, for me. That's how it is. How do you play those upper echelon teams? You know, I, I wasn't surprised the other day by how they handled the Pacers. I wasn't surprised by how they handled the Bulls. It is what it is. What are you doing against the star power guys, right? Those Phoenix teams, right? Against Phoenix the other night, you know, you let Devin Booker get loose. How how did you fare against Boston? You let Jason Tatum get loose. You, you got blown out. Tomorrow's another test. How are you faring against those upper echelon teams, right? Because it's all cool and all, you know, hey, you're eighth in the power rankings. That doesn't mean shit if you're rolling into Milwaukee on three days rest tomorrow getting blown out by freaking 30. All right. So I'm at the point now where Sacramento's shown they beat the teams. They can beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. How are you taking care of those teams that are one, two, and three in the standings on both sides of the East and the West? That's a good take. And I think that you can see that to, to prove your point about because, you know, quote unquote, teams you should beat, which is like not something the last couple of years when you're a bad team, you can say. But now I think the Kings can't say that when you go out against the Spurs, the Pistons, and this is some of the teams they they beat, they won Spurs, Pistons, um, Bulls. Uh, they they pulled the Grizzlies one out in there. Um, so, you know, teams like that where it's like kind of in your tier slightly below. Kings have passed like on paper they're better, but then they play down to the level they lose the game, and and that's that's where I think I think fans all know it. Because everyone's watched this game so in- this team so intently over the last couple of years, and you've seen the pattern, and you look at the pattern now, and you look at it, and you're like, uh, there has been several games. I was I was at we were all at that Pistons game November twentieth, Ryan. That was a tough game, dude. They were losing. You know, the Pistons just had some of the athleticism that day to kind of run with them, and it was a really close game. 
end of the game, last couple minutes, pulled it off. And and that's kind of happened against those teams. So to prove your point, like they've they're kind of showing us that they're they they're able to not cave and kind of finish off strong. I've one one thing I've been doing a lot, Ryan, is is betting the Kings later in games when they're when they're down because they always like they're down six seven. I always kind of bet them to cover uh, because they they they've shown me late in games they just kind of can they keep playing they kind of hang with teams and a lot of team games they've they've end up pulling out you know when in the past they haven't done so but i agree with you how, how i evaluate top the play against top tier teams is not like in one game but i think it's grouping like for that month you know you played all the top tier teams how did you fare how did you perform and that's something that is a concern about this team right now for me in, in the last month they've played in my opinion uh i'm gonna call it the four top tier teams okay they played the warriors uh celtics the Suns, and then I said four, uh, the Grizzlies. Uh, those are four top-tier teams. And in there, they lost to the Celtics, they lost to the Suns, they beat the Warriors, they beat the Grizzlies. So that's good showing, but I would say the Suns game, they got dogged. They lost by five, but they got dogged. Devin Booker beat the shit out of them. The Celtics beat the fuck out of them. You know? And then if they if that same thing happens on this road trip against the Bucks, the Sixers, the Raptors are solid. There and then they lose to the Lakers on uh, and don't show up on December twenty first. We take it a month sample size and, and then we kind of can put them in a category. They don't. They they just don't rise to the occasion with those top tier teams. And so that that's something that, that, that that's why I say it'll give us a better view after Christmas because we'll have a month worth of that kind of pattern. Teams you should beat. Did you pull them out? Teams that are really upper echelon. Did you hang with them? Did you split? That's what they did in November. Are you going to split in December too? Or are you just going to get dogged? like you did against the Celtics. And so that's something to, to wait and see and evaluate and watch and see what's happening there. And just to get a better idea and better gauge of the team. Yeah. Right? And I, th- I think that's fair. 100% that's fair. One, 100%. Um, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing for me tomorrow, man, is, you know, and this is something that me and you have talked about a couple of times over the last couple of weeks is why, you know, what is up with Sacramento and why do these, why does every star come in against Sacramento and just go off? Just, just take off, dude. You know, Booker with however many, um, Levine the other night, what do you have, 40? Yeah, Brian. And the thing is, it's, it's not like they go off with like 27. No, they go no, off no. 30, 30. They're, they're, plus. they're, they're beating their season average by 10 plus points. You know, like Zach Levine the other night was getting, anything and everything he wanted. Jason Tatum before that, Devin Booker before that. Uh, that's why I'm so, you know, that's why I'm so fixed on tomorrow. You know, Giannis is the outlier to all those other guys. He's Sacramento's deficiency, so-called their efficiency, right? The length, the big man, can they, can they take care of him inside? That's supposed to be Sacramento's uh, deficiency is the, the interior defense and all that. You, you know, can they take care of a guy like that? Can they not allow a star to go off for fucking 40, please? You know, that's why I'm so fixed on tomorrow's game because, um, you know, the 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 common denominator about all these losses that they've had is the stars went off. You know, the star has just absolutely obliterated Sacramento to where they just couldn't, you know, they, they couldn't overcome um, the 45 points from the other team star. So very interested to see, man. 
It's a good take and it's a good point. Another one to point out too, just to prove the point even more so against Atlanta. Tough game. That was off uh, a bunch of game streaks and a back to a back to back. But the Trey Young, thirty five points. Trey Young, thirty five points. And so that's that's a pattern. And that's what I think. That's one thing we do, right? And we come on here. We're not game breakdown guys. We're not. Oh, the Kings shoot fucking this percentage from the elbow and running the pick and roll under fucking two minutes. I don't care. I don't do that. That's weird. I don't think people like are into that generally. Um, I, I, and I think one thing we do well is we do point out trends with the roster and we do kind of point out holes, proficiencies, deficiencies. And that's one of them. That's something. Um, and, and so as the season goes on, we'll just continue to visit those. The Kings rebound, and that's because of Sabonis. We learned that last year, though. That's why I was like, that's why I like Sabonis so much. And Sabonis caught heat the beginning of the year, and he's still catching heat because people still loved Halliburton. Kind of catching heat, I guess. Uh, it's more nationally. But, dude, we bet the Kings so much the last couple of years, and we always would take the opposing teams over on the rebounds. And we don't do that really mm-hmm. as much anymore. Haven't done it once this year. Yeah, because you got a guy who, who sometimes pulls 20 rebounds down. So, so yeah, that, that's that's a big hole. And that's, you know, to pick on Rashawn Holmes. Anytime I get to do so, I do so. But that was part of it. <laughs> you know, Rashawn Holmes let guys rebound, and they didn't rebound himself. So, pros and cons. I, I like where the Kings are at. I'm excited. I think Kingsland is excited. And, um, the energy is different. I, I I tell you, if if you don't live right in Sacramento area, it's tough to get to the game. Um, I encourage you to try to make your way to to come to Sacramento. The, the vibe's different. I, I don't. It's just it's just different. And I I I feel like I'm not cheesy. And I'm not the guy to be like, dude, it's all the energy and they're so cool. But like, you know, we've been we go to games, a lot of games. And uh, last year got real dead. It's crazy in there. That beam is that beam is is dorky, but it's dope. It, it is kind of cool. It looks cool. It's fun. The arena's loud. It's a good time, and I think people are enjoying it. I hope I hope we just keep kind of battling this trend because, uh, you know, we we do kind of deserve uh something like this. Good to be back, Ryan. I don't plan on doing this this holiday break thing again. Bunch more episodes. Fun game tomorrow. Maybe we can get back on this weekend and 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 run it back. Uh, but we do appreciate everybody who tagged us, you know, in, in, in the Spotify rap. We appreciate everyone who's been listening in. So if you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, like I said, just tag us. We're happy to, to interact with you. Um, and, and, and it does help us find more Kings fans just like you when you jump on and give us that five-star review. If you want to find Ryan and I directly, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Kingscast Eric and Kingscast Ryan. And join our Facebook group, Kingsland. We're approaching 3,000 members right now. It's crazy. That started just from nothing not long ago. And that's a big shout-out to KC. And a shout-out also to Cap City. Uh, Crown, if you guys don't know, check them out. They're selling merch. They're doing their podcasts. They're doing uh, articles on Kingsland. So support them there as well. And you can always check us out on the Belief Podcast Network where we are the Sacramento Kings signature show. So with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Kings.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.